I'm I'm recording. Are we all good for levels? I think so. <clears throat> Check one. I have no idea. Who knows? Podcasting from the Sportique Studios. What would you think if I sang Francis Scott Key? Would you sit down or get on one knee? Get by with a little help from the South Stands Denver Fancast. I'm Colin Daniels with producer Scott Stafford. Video content god for bsndenver.com and host of That's Good Broncos, the great Brandon Perna. And your host, John Reedy. Oh, yeah. oh my Please. God. What Please. Yes, sir. One and oh, Denver Broncos. It's getting no good. Awesome. Well, we're going to talk about that, but welcome to the show. It's the South Stands Denver Fancast. It's great to be back. It's uh, it's great to be in Broncos season because there's always something to talk about. Yeah, Broncos and, Nation. <laughs> Broncos Nation. <laughs> and here tonight is the great Brandon Perna. And, uh, you know, you save your applause for him because he's, he's, the, he's the true king. So yes, we, please do. Yes, excellent. It's, it's great to have you here finally. We've tried to get you here for a long time, and uh, we we finally corralled you and got you to come down to the studio, and I and I hope you don't think you made a big mistake. No, um, <laughs> we'll we'll see which music choices make make the episode. But uh, I uh, I wanted to be here. I think we just uh, you guys would always call me like the night before. That was Colin's fault. Yeah, and that's just shoddy was, production. And was, I lived like an hour away, so it was always like a thing for me to leave the house. And now I'm like a half hour away, uh, so you know, even better. It's a lot easier. So well, I, got, I gotta say, just real quick, I'm a huge fan. A big fan. Uh, obviously, you know, I've asked you for several years, you know, can I reproduce some of this content on my site? Because yeah. it's just fantastic and super enjoyable. I think you do a, a, just a, a wonderful, wonderful job. I especially enjoyed your collaboration with uh, Woody Roseland. Oh, yeah. Woody is awesome. Uh, Woody and Chad Neat and I did some stuff last year. Um, we've been trying to do more stuff this year, but Woody's in Africa right now for like a month saving lives or he's like doing a, he's something like great. A, he's a do-gooder, isn't he? Yeah, no, he's, he's awesome. doing good. Yeah, he's, he's, he goes out in the world and does stuff. So sometimes that makes it hard to make stuff. <sighs> makes it so unrelatable. <laughs> <laughs> it's very unrelatable. Do you, does your reputation precede you? So you came in here and everyone's trying to, everyone's trying to impress you with their horrible stuff. Do, do you think because <laughs> maybe some of the stuff that you, that you talk about and kind of how you're, you portray yourself that people are like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say some things are going to make him uh, you know, really impress I'm going to show this guy my greasy taste. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I wish more people would try to impress me. You okay. Know? No, uh, no, no! Don't say that, because there'll probably be some. There'll probably be some showing off going on here a little later. Pee drinking, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Mostly, I just I just run into dudes at the Broncos games who recognize me. You know, it's it's never women. It's oh, always yeah, just other yeah. guys. Um, other bearded men always uh, are very drawn to me. That's awesome. Sometimes I'm, I'm drawn to you. It, See, absolutely, yeah. So, but it, but you didn't do it in a in a weird, creepy way. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Well, that's that might happen later. We got these beers <laughs> to drink, and we, the night is young, so uh, we'll we'll get into it. But no, it, it's great to have you. When people recognize you, um, you know, do they do they they throw like some catchphrases at you, some things you've said? I mean, do they do they know you well enough to like you know kind of like uh, say some stuff back to you? that they I don't think so I don't think I've reached uh, any sort of level of uh, notoriety to to really be that recognizable 
Uh, I mean, sometimes people will see me and they'll be like, that's, that's Bron- the, <laughs> you got that Bronco show on YouTube, right? I'm like, yeah, the, the one you can't remember the name to right now. So uh, that's, that's kind of where, where that stuff stands. Well, at least, at least they've got some recognition, right? Yeah. So, see, now I thought about that. Now, it's always dudes. Now, it's always dudes because while women, I'm sure, enjoy you, they, they're kind of more like, eh, cool, whatever. But dudes have to be like, I'm, you know, I've got to gotta talk to this guy. I've got I to gotta make my presence right. known. No, I, I mean, like YouTube, you know, conveniently tells you exactly what your audience is. And it is like 92% male. Ah, uh, yeah, 8% yeah. female. I don't know why. Dashing as you are, I find that really hard to believe. I think the ladies would really benefit from I'd, tuning in to That's Good Sports. That's I think they would, too. My shirt comes off from time to time. <laughs> That's right, it uh, does. It I mean, does. but as you pointed out when we first met, Colin, you said I'm a lot smaller than you imagined, you know, so... Is that insulting to hear? No. Because I've said that to people no, before. No, I mean, I, I know I'm not, like, a no, you're big not, you're dude. Not, yeah, well, you're not tiny. I mean, no, you're not, but here's the thing. All those good TV guys, the good, the guys who look great on camera... Vic Lombardi, tiny little guy. Uh, 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 who's the... Uh, who's the <laughs> God damn it. Tom Cruise, that guy, he's really tiny. Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. Uh, John Stewart, you know? John Stewart, yep. Um, there's, there's a lot of people. I think TV. Uh, Kyle Clark on Nine News. Small guy. Quite dashing, very, very, well, you, very you know, small. You know what it is? All the handsome has to be concentrated down into a, into a, into a package that, that works, right? I think. Yeah, a very beautiful package. <laughs> well, I'm not saying you're small, but I, I've, I've That's done. proportionately sized to everything <laughs> Absol- else. Yes, absolutely. I, I look like my dad, but I'm built like my mother, so could be worse things you know. right well I, I i said that to people before i've said like oh you, you look you look you're i you know you say it and you kind of go this is this is being tall colin you can relate right you tall guys we kind of do this oh, we're, yeah. we're kind of insensitive with that <laughs> it's kind of like oh you look i said to the someone oh you, you, you i said like oh have you grown or they look bigger <laughs> and then it was kind of ins- insinuating that they were smaller and i was kind of like ah oh, that didn't come out right but you're the, just a the cute other day, little guy the other day i had a hobo peeing on the tattoo parlor next door Right on the front of the store. And I went up to him. And I was like, come on, man. That's like all I said. Was, come on, man. And he said, fuck you, you <laughs> fat fuck. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Like, even homeless guys think I'm fat now. <laughs> if, if, if that's what he went to, then that's because that's, that's right what, where he went. That's he what I say. Like, go, go for the most obvious thing, you know. And then they, they went for that. I'm sorry, but. Good lord! Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily go there. You're, Tonight's show is going to be all about coming to terms. Oh, it is. We, we, Colin, Colin's having a come to Jesus moment, and he's gonna he's gonna talk about it a little bit later, I think. But uh, I said that I I said something like Colin answers is going to uh, answer his haters, or he's gonna he's gonna have a one on one with his haters. But we'll we'll see how that goes. I don't know if that's how it's going to happen. So uh, how much? How much? How I don't I don't think you have any. But do you ever get like? Uh, people who don't kind of get what you do kind of like fuck you dude oh, what yeah. is this oh yeah i mean so i find that surprising especially but... fans from other teams oh sure the, the the patriots mostly i think their fans are the most oh vocal. they're but, the but, worst but i shit on the patriots the most there you go but i mean what i like is when you know somebody be like uh patriots fan here love your stuff to me that's like the best compliment i can get is when if somebody from another team when I'm shitting all over their teams, like, that's still pretty funny. We do suck or whatever. Actually, I think I heard the best compliment you can get today when Brandon Spano stopped by and read me an email from a Trump supporter that came in in response to your most recent column. I don't know if it was the most recent, but it was, it was something. I don't know why. I said something about Walt Weiss. 
Oh, was that the most recent one? I Donald got, Trump. I got to write another one. Oh, and the walk into a bar. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is, this was funny. He sent, he sent this to me too. And it said like, um, you know, I just can't, you know, all this, this liberal, uh, anti-Trump stuff, you know, it just, it's just got to stop. And if, if you keep going with this, then, uh, I'm an, I'm, I'm out. And I was thinking, well, first of all, why does an anti-Trump thing have to be a liberal thing? Can't someone, a normal, sane person, not like Trump? I am a Republican who hates Donald Trump. There you go. So yeah, It's more of a sanity thing, it's right? It's a sanity thing. It's not a liberal thing. So if someone's the ripping on Trump. guy's a fucking idiot. He's a national disgrace. Well, yeah. And it's, so I thought, I thought, well, one, that's wrong. You say liberal, liberal, this liberal bias in, in, the, in the BSN network, which, you know. And I thought, and I said to him, I said, what other thing? Because he made it sound like it was a, it was a, a site-wide thing. Everyone, like... <laughs> Someone's writing up the last CU game, and they, by the end they went, and by the way, Trump is really bad, and you shouldn't go for him. And I was like, no one's putting that in their, their coverage of CU or the Broncos or anything else. So right. it was just one thing, and I, and, maybe, and I don't remember writing anything about Trump before that, but, and I said something about him just, just being president for a book deal, and this guy took great offense to that, and he was, uh, he was out if it, if it happened again. So out of what? He, he's out. He's out. <laughs> I'm out. He's no. hopefully, hopefully out, of, out, out of Earth. Right. Hopefully he's gone out of, out of the planet. But then I thought... Thought immediately, I thought, how can I tie Trump into the next thing I'm writing? So I, I, <laughs> just got to keep that train the wheel, rolling. Wheel start rolling. So keep that train rolling. Yeah. So that's you know, it, that, should, it should be easy. I mean, you, should, could, yeah. you probably is, can find a reference for anything you want to talk about. He is the gift that keeps on giving yeah. unless he gets elected. And, I, and holy yeah. shit! <laughs> holy like, shit! That's the gift that that stays and and craps on the floor. But I mean, I think that's something like a lot of comedians have said, like. Personally, for their material, they would love for him to be president, oh, right? Yeah. Because it It'd would be great. mean just endless amounts of content for oh, them to Saturday write. Saturday Night Live would be great, right up until the time it went. Exactly. <laughs> I think that we should just put put the throttle down and just head off the cliff and and just elect him and just Woo! say, "Fuck it, <laughs> screw it," <laughs> and just see what happens, right? I no, think it, that's, it, that's a cliff diving is a, is I think a, a good comparison. We just let's sit on the edge of the cliff. Drink these 40s, then drink one more, and just go for it. America, just, the country that wanted to see what would happen. Just, just, see, just to see what happened. That's really the spirit of America, though, right? It, I mean, it it's kind of, of is. It's kind of the spirit of America and, and, its, uh, and its citizens. Yes. So. The entire electorate could be like the, uh, the grand explorers. Absolutely. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, let's talk a little Broncos. Oh, then, then we can spiral they're off. They're 1-0. They are 1-0. Beat and Carolina. Um, it was a good game. I hope, I hope everyone saw it. I, 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 I hope did. they don't have to win based on missed Cano field goals N- a- again anytime soon because that was a little much. No, but, but it, and we, can, we can talk a little bit. We'll, we'll get into some other stuff, and we can, we can bring it back with some more Broncos later. Everyone knows that there was a four and tw- fourth and 21, and there was a penalty that got him a first down. That should never have happened. So they should never have been in that situation to begin with. And this goes back to, like, I remember I, I put something on about the Chiefs barely beating the Chargers and uh, the Raiders, you know, kind of, you know, almost, almost not beating the, the Saints. And then, of course, I get wise asses on Twitter who I don't know going like, well, yeah, the Broncos, and it's Bronco fans. And they're like, Broncos just lost by a missed field goal. Like, really, like, you know, wringing their hands over it and i'm like that's that's not exactly what happened i mean yes it was a missed field goal but there was some other stuff leading up to that that probably shouldn't have gone down so it wasn't as close as it seemed what and i thought it was by, a pretty good victory uh, what do you mean by shouldn't have though i what? mean the penalty shouldn't have happened no or it wasn't a penalty pen- it was not a penalty okay because I, I thought he hit him in the face right? no he no? got hit in the face they, oh, they okay. both kind of had hands in each other's face it could have been briefly on that thing i think the real problem is is that that fucking rule you know it 
a five-yard penalty that's an automatic first down. It's the the hands to the face and the illegal contact rule yeah. don't make any sense in situations like that. And hopefully, uh, maybe we'll, you know, with John Elway on the competition committee, uh, nothing will will change. Probably, <laughs> but wouldn't you say the the odds of that play being converted? Are every every bit as good through penalty? Yeah, it's probably completion. better. It's probably better being converted in that situation through a, a penalty they, at fourth and twenty-one. So they didn't make the play. The play the pass fell short. So that would have been it right there. It should have been offsetting, or if anything, or if it was five yards, then it would be fourth and seventeen yeah. or whatever it is. And that's my point: is that it wasn't as close as it seemed. They had it locked down, and it was a pretty fucking good game, don't you think? Oh, it was a great, was a great game. game. I mean, NBC must have been absolutely over oh, the moon it about it compared to last um, night or Monday night's game. Oh, those were Jesus. bad. Both of them were bad. Um, but what it what really what really was awesome is that it freed everybody up, all of us junkies and fantasy players and gamblers and freaks to uh, just watch Red Zone all day. Right. Usually I watch 11 to 2, yeah. and at 2.05, I'm watching the Broncos game, not this last Sunday. I was like a junkie. Now, that's a great point. Oh, it was fucking awesome. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't move. That's the first day I've ever sat and watched it straight through. I've always had to go somewhere or do something, and I watched it all the way through. didn't have to switch off or anything. So I had no Monday. I, I mean, it completely destroyed my Monday because I drank beer solidly. Not a lot at once, but a lot over a long period of time. Derek, you were in your own red zone. As it <laughs> I was were. in my yeah. own red zone <laughs> the um, entire but, day. But honestly, though, in, and that was like kind of like I like the end of the day, I just kind of went like, what did I do? And I was like, and I kind of just realized I just blew a whole day. But it was glorious, and I loved it. I probably won't do that again. I'll probably fit some other things in there. I did get outside and do some grilling. Oh, yeah. With my the Verizon app watching the NFL on my phone so you while kept, I was you kept red zone on yes yeah and that's the thing I was trying to figure out everyone says when do you pee when is the guy who does red zone pee does he <laughs> does he hook in a catheter and pee into I'm a bag? certain that he does he's uh, got he, it. He, he, has he brings it to the toilet because he has Verizon for I'm not gonna lie I've not I've been known nice. to do the same yeah. well I that's I, what the big aluminum pints are for. Well, I the think... The big aluminum Coors Pints, the opening is just the right size for whatever needs done. What's the dude's red zone? What's his name? Chris, Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen. Well, so. and there was Andrew Siciliano doing it last year, right? He does it on, just on direct, direct TV. TV. So I just switched over from Siciliano oh. to this other Chris dude. Hansen's good. Well, he's he's no. I liked. I you like Siciliano? I, yeah, you I had him? a relationship with him. You know, I see. I understand. You know, I was like, why is this guy's voice different? Why aren't they cutting back to the studio every now and then? It's like, oh fuck, I I I should have you're stayed gonna, with direct you're, TV. You're going to have to get over it because that's what you're what you're stuck with now. But my theory is is that he takes like a microphone, like a headset, and they go, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna we got a couple games going, so you keep talking." And then he's got some weird thing that he that he goes into to muffle the pee hitting the bowl. <laughs> and he goes in and whizzes, and he's just sitting there talking. And he's, oh, they might have a TV up. He has thing, to be. And he's just whizzing. And, and you never know when he goes. You don't think he has a catheter hooked up? I he's, think that's got have, it. have you ever had a catheter up your dick? I have. It's not fun. Well, it could just be a diaper. It could little... be a diaper. Give you a little shot before it's not too. Bad. This would explain. That seems like a much. This would, this would explain why during the fourth quarter of the Chargers Chiefs game, he said, <laughs> "Well, hopefully he's not. Hopefully he's not loafing in the diaper." Now, <laughs> well, you'd have to. If, I mean, he's there for many, many, many hours. I think what he does is he he ha wears a diaper, like Brandon says, 
And he fills that thing up the whole time. And when he leaves the studio, there, everyone's like, yeah, great job, Chris. And he takes it, he whips it off, and slaps <laughs> it up over the window. And then he just sticks there. And then after he leaves, it slowly slides down and hits the floor. Well, and, that's, and that's his way of saying, I'm out. Yeah, well, but now we know that there his are two guys drop. that do that. So it's both him and Siciliano throwing Filling the diaper diaper diapers yeah and there's there's got to be some sort of contest with which <laughs> diaper falls the furthest by or, the time they come in the yeah, next which, day which one stays up longer right you know? but see maybe more more pee and it's gonna slide off so so there's two guys in there holding their piss for what eight hours throw and, and longer, theoretically yeah. longer or, or diaper t- pissing no, I mean, or, well i guess yeah it's about eight hours yeah I couldn't do that. They don't do the don't night know. game. I could probably do it, but then, you know, I drink, like, big things, water all day, every yeah, day. So no I, way. Yeah, I've got a whiz all the time. So I would just be like, it would just be this huge, massive diaper. And then, and then everyone would be like, oh, my God, that thing's not going to stick tonight. That thing's going to fall right off the wall. Why do people, like, hate, uh, why do people hate Chris Collinsworth? I don't know. Let, let's talk about that. We're we're well over I, our break. I we we, we, got, we got into too much hot diaper talk once we started getting going. It's the, this is the diaper episode. Can we come back, actually, to more diaper? We'll come back to more diaper. We can talk about Collinsworth because I like talking, and we talk a lot about media. We talk about you know people who you know broadcast. We talk about people on the radio. Um, it's, it's good stuff, so we can talk about that when we get back. But let's get into the second quarter right now. Looking back over my false dreams that I once knew Wondering why my dreams never came true Is it because I'm black? Uh Somebody tell me what can I do? Oh Lord, oh Something is holding me back Uh Is it because I'm black? Yeah The Rosedale Tavern on the edge of Platte Park at the intersection of Evans and Downing offers curated whiskey selections, craft beer, Classic cocktails and elevated tavern fare featuring oysters, wings, and specialty burgers. The Rosedale is open daily and offers happy hour every day from 3 to 6, including $1 oysters, along with weekend brunch, Saturday, and Sunday. Please pop by, treat yourself, treat a friend, and let them know the South Stand sent you. Uh, it's the question. It's the question. Boy, it's the question. Is the 25% single-year boost in the value of the Denver Broncos the biggest increase since the average rent in the neighborhoods surrounding the stadium? Did the NFL really make a rule determining how you can hit Cam Newton depending on whether he's in the posture of a runner, of a passer, or writhing around on the field crying? You guys are welcome to laugh. It's fine. It's pretty funny. Would, would the Panthers contend that the Broncos have the dirtiest D in the league, aside from Rob Gronkowski? Did the Chargers-Chiefs game going into overtime assure hot dog vendors at Arrowhead an extra million dollars in sales? Are the Chiefs hoping that Jamal Charles can get back on the field again soon so that he can get, they can get him back on the road to season-ending surgery? Wow, thanks, fellas. When the will the Broncos draft a will the Browns will the Browns draft a quarterback high again in 2017, or will they try it sober? 
If jet fuel can't melt steel beams, what about the hum, the come hither glance of Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> Being suspended for four games is Tom Brady spending even more time emptying his balls. Is Broncos linebacker Brandon Marshall satisfied now that people know he doesn't play for the Chicago Bears? Is Colin Kaepernick glad that America is finally having a dialogue about police brutality and not just his stupid hair? Does the fan morning show offer the segment four down territory? Because Mark Slara thinks it's important to talk about football sometimes. If the fan weren't paying Slareth's salary, could they give Cecil Lammy and Ryan Edwards their shows back instead of playing the same tired garbage six hours a day? That's not even funny, but it's true. <laughs> Would Altitude Radio give the fan a run for its money if it weren't only available on clock radio? You have questions. We have answers. SouthStandsDenver.com, Colorado's finest internet sports talk since 1971. Pistol shots ring out in a barroom night. Enter Betty Valentine from the upper hall. She sees a bartender in a pool of blood. Cries out, my God, they've killed them all. Here comes the story of the hurricane. The man the authorities came to play. Very recent For something that he never done. This one old Bob Dylan song. And he's talking about some woman and her skin is dark as something and, and I love her just the same. And it's like, and I know it was probably written in the, you know, the 60s, early 70s, and, but it's like kind of like nowadays, it's, he's making the point that like, like he doesn't care. I don't care. But then it kind of, then he says he cares. It kind of seems like he cares, you know, so, but I, I think it's just the times, you know, it's set in his ways. You so know, he's so. a racist, essentially. Yeah, Bob Dylan, no. of course, is not. Uh, I, I, I bring I bring that up because um, Colin's going to have his um, Colin's going to address his haters later, and that's going to be fantastic stuff. Um, but I do I do want to talk about Brandon Marshall, and I know everyone's probably I don't listen to I don't really listen to talk radio anymore because it's just I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, listen to myself talk <laughs> i just i just talk to myself i do the same truck. thing yeah i'm pretty interesting and, wow, and, and so I'm, I'm sure you better hope he doesn't draw a flag next week <laughs> no i'm driving around going you son of a bitch I, you suck you piece of fucking garbage you know when people are driving horrible so but uh, i'm sure everyone's covered it but it's the, this this faux controversy over it, and I know Colin, you've been you've been embroiled in the in the in the, uh, the I've been kind of at the center of it locally. You've been at the the eye of yes, that hurricane. The eye of the hurricane. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things. Like, obviously, it, it comes off as kind of like, oh my god, what are they doing? Why is that guy doing that? You know, and everyone kind of freaks out, and then you kind of dig in and go, well, he's doing doing it because of this. And I think the main thing is is that everyone freaks out and they immediately go to like. Um, Fuck you! You're you're a terrorist. I hope you get paralyzed tonight to, to Brandon Marshall. That's what people were saying to him when he was playing, and you know shit like the horrible stuff like that. Yeah, I was and, at the game, and when he went down, there was somebody, some guy behind me no. screaming, like, "Stay down! I hope you don't ever get up, no you fucking shit. idiot!" And really, like, 
a bunch of Bronco fans just turn around like, who, who the hell is this guy back here? That's you know what I mean? He's the Trump supporter in the group. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's the guy who wrote the, the letter to Spano. So. And, and nobody would have even known, but at the stadium they announced that he kneeled during no. the, the oh. National Anthem. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, they, they put it on the fucking Jumbotron, which... Probably not a, a smart idea. Oh, no, the NFL is playing this thing oh, up, Oh, man. of course they are. So I didn't mean to interrupt over it. No, no, it's you, fine. That's, it, that's it, interesting it, to know. As uh, I, I, Who was it who pointed it out? Uh, somebody pointed out on Sunday that, oh, it was Carrie Packard uh, at, ADD, at ADD Crafter on Twitter. She's, she pointed out the cameras weren't even on the flyover for the San Francisco game. They were on Colin Kaepernick. They're totally milking it, which which – which makes you sus. It's a little suspect, right? It's I mean? gross, but it's no, gross. But and that, it makes it makes what they're doing so cheap and so and, and so uh, badly. The Colin Kaepernick jersey is the number one selling jersey in the NFL. Right so are, are all those owners turning that money down? No, they're like fucking bring that money in. Right? No yeah, one was no absolutely. one was buying Colin Kaepernick jerseys up to this point because he's a backup. But now they're buying them and they're rolling in that sweet sweet money. But the but you're but I know Kaepernick's donating all of the money from his jersey sales to. One of the, sure. the charitable causes, and I believe the owner of the 49ers donated a million dollars as well uh-huh. to something in support of it, too. So, and, I and mean, if you get to the root of it, and, and, then, and an idiot like that's yelling, and you right. know, someone, they, they don't ever get, they, they're only at this level with it. They never want to get down and find out what's up. The problem is, is no one ever says, oh, hold up. Why are you doing this? Let's let's talk right. about why you're doing this, and then maybe we can come up with some solution, and it'll make me feel better if if then you're standing up for it. No one ever gets to that point. They just freak out and go, "Oh my god, I can't believe he's doing. It. I hope you die in the field." And it's just awful. They never and this and this problem goes far. It can, it can spread into other areas too, where you've got people from other countries, and no one ever says like, "Well, hey, let me get to know these people and see what they're all about. Maybe then we can find some common ground." No one ever wants to dig into that. They just want to start screaming and yelling and going, "You have." have to respect the flag it's like it's the it's the point is is he doesn't he doesn't have to respect well okay it. that's it that's his right as an american to do what he's doing and everyone wants to take it away from him. not everyone just you colin uh i don't want to take that away from him what i what what my where my feelings were based was first of all you are at work sure that's their job they're at work so if you go into your job and dunkin donuts and you know refuse to I don't know, serve French roast because you don't like France or something. I don't know. Whatever. If you go, if, when you're on duty, you have a responsibility to. Hold do on. It's things. not their job to uh, honor the flag in any way. It's not part of their job. No, I, Brandon Marshall's job description is to knock Cam Newton's head off. And that's what he does. So he, it's not in his job description to have to have to do anything with the flag or, or do anything with with uh, national anthems. It just so happened that this this Sunday happened to be uh, the 15th anniversary of 9-11. So anybody kneeling at that point was seen like you don't care about the people that died. And it's like, that's not the point. Let me, let me give you let me give me a little room to let this breathe. Okay. I'm going to try and I'm going to try and describe what it is I'm going through here. I. I this all kind of started where, like, I realize, and not just on Twitter e- either, on Facebook, like, I'm, I've been defending the police, kind of, kind of making the point that, you know, part of my quote-unquote white privilege is that I was taught to do what a police officer tells me to do. Sure. And that in a lot of these instances that led to these protests, there were individuals who did not comply with 
direct police commands, first of all. And having been taught the way I was taught, having had my life structured the way it was, and, and being an enormous fan of the national anthem <laughs> and a flag-waving geek whose favorite holiday is the 4th of July, I had a real difficult time initially with what Colin Kaepernick was doing. What I have been going through is a process, and, I, and I've had some interactions with some people, specifically uh, this fellow on Twitter. I, I saw an interaction between another Twitter user and him about me that just happened to go across my timeline. No one added me, and he was like, hey, dude, fuck that guy. You need to stop following him. That's and awesome. then I said, fuck me. Why? You know, like, what's your deal? And this is what he said to me. Your edgy, angry, white man, not so subtle, racist act has worn thin. You're a hack. You're a wannabe Corolla. And I thought, okay. The Toyota? <laughs> yes. Not the Toyota. Adam Corolla, the podcast host. Right, right. No, that, I, I knew that. I thought, well, okay, first of all, he, na- he nailed it. He's trying to be a Celica, he, he but knows, he can only he be a kn- He knows I'm an Adam Carolla fan, which I am, one of the biggest, as, as are you. Um, angry and white and old, yes, all of those things are true. Um, but racist, no. I'm not a racist, and, and some of my best friends know black people. Um, <laughs> but what he said to me did in a very effective way, make me begin to understand more about the way people perceive the stances I'm taking. Sure. And I'll give you an example. Just this last week, and I believe it was yesterday or the day before, uh, Sean King published another story, that, you know, the very disreputable journalist whose credibility has been brought into question on numerous occasions, published for the New York Daily News the story of a police officer who was fired for... Um, failing to kill a black man. And I read the Sean King piece, and it had no checks and balances. It had one source, the guy who was fired. And I just said to a guy on Facebook, I, don't, I, I want to I see where the other shoe drops on this. I don't, I don't, I don't believe a thing about the story, and here's why. Because this journalist isn't credible. He's been proven not to be. And I shut, set off a firestorm. Just people on just Facebook? like no just way. lambasting me like like you how dare you call out this person's credibility and I just tweeted I don't I mean I just tacked on a series of articles one after another he gets fired from this place he gets fired from that place it turns out he's got two white parents uh, Black Lives Matter wants nothing nothing to do with the guy I, and I just start putting that out there and people are, you're assaulting this guy's character I'm like just read what the pages yeah, I am. just read what the pages say he he was. Accused by the Daily Beast of stealing two paragraphs from a column there. He's been fired by, he's been fired by national magazines. Anyway, the, the point is, I realized when this guy reacted to me the way he did, that's how the people on Facebook feel about my defense, my, my objection to this writer, and that basically it's all just not worth it. And unless I can have a conversation one-on-one with somebody like at 5280 orange who tweeted these, these things to me, unless I can sit down in person and discuss them, then I need to not make the assumption that the jokes I'm making on Twitter or elsewhere are taken with, are, are not taken with a grain of salt. Like there's this, you're not going to get, 
no one's going to get the nuance in 140 characters. So if you are trying to be funny, you're trying to be, you know, I'm being ironic about this. We were talking about irony with with race. Right. One tweet I tweeted this week was uh, six people murdered, 24 injured in shootings in Chicago this week, this weekend. No word yet as to what NFL players have planned for protests. And somebody tweeted back at me like, that's racist. I'm like, <laughs> that's not racist. You, you don't but, understand. It's not racist. But here, here's the here's the probably the growing process. And especially on social media, it's kind of like you you can keep firing away. And and then eventually, you know, somebody's going to get mad or you're going to lose. You know, people aren't going to want to listen. There's there's a way to adjust and change. And I'm not saying you need to change what you, what you're doing or how you think. Um, but I just, can't draw a hard line and want to have fun at the same time. And that's the true. point. I put these things out in jest and fun, hoping to have responses in fun, and I'm making people angry, therefore degrading their experience, and that's not what Twitter's all about. Absolutely, because you say all the time, hey, if it's not fun, then, then you're out of here. You're gonna, somebody's, somebody's being a pain in the ass, and you're going you're gonna to block them. And that's kind of the same thing. If it's, it, it goes beyond race. It goes beyond like sexism and, and other things like that, because I, I could look back in my timeline and go, well, shit, seven years ago, I said this thing. And I was like, wow, that's, you know, I wouldn't say that today. I made some Julie Brownman jokes over the years about <laughs> what a go. nice, what a nice guy she must be. And I've never, I, I, and now that I know people who know her really well, I feel terrible about that. Yeah, and that you don't want that to come back to haunt you. So, and that's the whole thing, and that's fine because everybody says shit that they probably go, "Eh, I kind of regret." I I look through my time hop every day when I'm sitting having a cup of coffee in the morning, and I'll see shit later, and I, I go, "Ooh, like six years ago, ooh man, did I really say that?" And it's a little, it's a little much. Now I wouldn't say that now, but that's all part of the the growing process. Now your your Twitter feed and social network is is kind of your outlet to the world that's what well, people and I see have about no problem you. being offensive to a degree but when i when i realized that this guy this at 5280 orange is not one guy sure he represents a mindset there's a few and there's many people there's like many that. right where there's yeah. one there's many and so i you know my dis, my my desire is not for those people to view me is a racist angry old white guy that's the last thing in the world i want people to perceive me as um, I'm by no means a you racist. You want to be a hip bisexual Mexican guy. Exactly. <laughs> that's, what, that's what you want them to see. Like with. Jeff Morton. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, we got we to take a break. This is, this is good stuff, though. I, I, I do want to kind of talk about this more. Um, it's fascinating because your, your online persona becomes kind of like your real persona. And everyone goes, oh, this guy's a fucking dick, you know, because you're cracking jokes and, and the, the line is blurred. Maybe you're cracking a joke, maybe you're not. And it becomes very confusing to people. And then they just think that you're, you're just Donald Trump. So I had somebody tell me they thought I was a Trump supporter. <laughs> yeah, see. It's like, why would you think that? Well, see. Well, you, you do have that giant Trump poster in besides your, that, your, your place besides of business. that, and my make a great make America great again T-shirt, and all yep. those hats, all, all those hats. hats. He's got a storage closet. He full actually of hats. has. One. I do have a hat. I was going to wear it tonight, but I didn't do it. So, uh, let's get into the second half. Maybe we can maybe we can lighten things up, and we'll we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about rape. Let's talk about farts, <laughs> yeah, farts yeah. and rape. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Maybe lighten things up um, when we get into the second uh, the second half. But uh, we got plenty more to uh, 
to come at you. Hopefully, Rape and race, not necessarily funny. Hopefully Scott's got something good to take us out of the break. Nothing too, nothing too controversial. I'm to change it. Oh, good. Okay. All right, let's get into the second half right now. Who cares that it makes plans grow? Who cares what it does since you broke my heart? Who loves the I turned to Twitter this week during the Broncos game, and here's what I saw. The Panthers came to play way more intense early. Broncos look flat. That's a terrible play call, but a worse throw. Cost the Broncos three points. How are the cheaper options working out so far? That's all I'm asking. Huge drive there. Simeon looked really poised. Cam is getting rattled. Perfect! <laughs> Third time with 12 men on the field. Unbelievable. Terrible play call. Give Cam 40 extra seconds. Awful. <sighs> How's that 40 seconds look now, Gary? <laughs> Clock management 101. That's six points due to bad play calling. Another red zone turnover by Simeon. That's horrendous offense. Gotta have a QB who can make a play on third and seven in the four-minute offense. Doesn't run the clock and punting from inside their 20. About as bad as that drive could be. Hashtag Walmart punter. <laughs> clock management and asinine penalties. That's when the Broncos numbers us. Ball don't lie. Hashtag Broncos. <laughs> Simeon was okay versus Carolina, considering it was his first start. But offense was anemic overall. Has to get better. Sports. Baseball. We sure, soccer. Well, we, not so much. We love sports. Bocce. A lot on here. Um, you know, but that's the sports. thing that everyone comes in here and they talk sports all the time. Um, they they want to come in and talk about gardening, really. I think that's kind of what everyone wants to hey, do. Hey, they're, you know, you want to know the pH of your soil. That's true. You're, you do you need to know that. You want to know that. So many people fail. They do. To, Detect but, but, the pH of their soil, but obviously John did not, as as evidenced yeah, by these. Those are all right. I think that's beautiful, my bag. That is your bag. Okay, I just want to be no, no, very clear. That's a nice habanero in there. You don't want to. You don't want to take that from him. Those those are those are all right. I've done better. So the but, real trick is keeping bugs off of your uh, plants without pesticides. Absolutely. You the, know? The ja- well, the Japanese composting. Composting. Oh, composting. I, I compost. I built my own composter um, this year, and it looks really good. 
and uh, there's a lot of good compost in there. You got to dig down underneath, get that stuff out of there. The um, yeah, the 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 Japanese beetle that's around now. It's, yeah, it's, it's a real the, drag. It's real eating drag. the hell out of everything. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So seeing a lot of that at the community garden that my yep. wife manages. Absolutely. So. It's good stuff. If you can get if you can get some good peppers, man, you gotta get. Yeah, I make these big things of salsa that no one eats, and they're, it's too hot for anyone. And then uh, I, I will eat some of that. You can will bring you? salsa. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you I'll make a couple. Salsa. Maybe I'll make a big couple vats of salsa. Yes. You pop one of those habaneros in, man, and it's your you're in business. I that like my salsa hot. Oh, that that stuff's brutal. I mean, not like Santiago's extra hot hot. It's like that hot. hot. Yeah, I, I took one of those habaneros, I cut it up, and I sprinkled it on some tostadas last night, and uh, it got a little it got a little tough for me, you know. And yeah. I like it hot, so you know. It, another thing people don't talk about is heartburn. That's and, true. Yeah, like I, I like it hot, but my stomach won't allow it anymore like that. Does it? Does it repeat on you? It comes up? Uh, it's just it's just like something is fighting inside of me. It's it's like a demon trying it to is, claw its way. It out. is something I love so much, and then I regret it. Every time I I'm getting to that point. Sometimes if I overdo it, like I was eating something spicy and then I drank a bunch of wine and then like at three in the morning I shifted and something like something hot oh, yeah. and fiery came up the pipe and I went, Oh, and I had to kind of, you know, keep it down. It was not, it was not good. Hey, these are real life problems. These are, oh, real life problems. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, we were just discussing before the show that you're, you know, you're decade or more our juniors, but you are, you are at the age where you're starting to experience some of the things that we as old oh, men yeah. know. back problems. Back I problems. threw my back out two days before my wedding. Oh, yep. I, this is the third time in the, the last year. I literally could not walk uh, two days before. That's right. Three chiropractor trips, and uh, I, I was able to walk down the aisle and that not sounds cry. Like, that sounds like a premise of like a Brady Bunch episode. Right. It, you know? it, it exactly Mike, Mike is. was getting ready. They're getting married, married and uh, he throws his back out. Yeah. He's got I, it. I was walking up the fucking stairs, too. Oh, it, dude, I'll tell you. I did mine, and this is the first time it happened. I was in my early 30s. And I did it in the shower, like like reaching for the soap, bending over, getting get, picking up the soap, and it boom lower it, back. Yep, yeah, lower back, right back here, and yeah. uh, and it uh, it went out to the point where I was naked and wet, and my wife, who's much smaller than me, had to had to help me out of the shower and lay me down, and then she had to like lay a towel over me because I was like naked and pathetic. <laughs> wet. Did I mention wet? And uh, yeah, it's it's bad, and I've had it happen a few times, and it. It wipes me out. I can't yeah. move, and it's it's bad. Here's what you got to do: lower back, right back here on the side, on the side. Uh, kind yeah, of. my something, my sacrum pops out. Apparently, you got it. You got to get that thing stretched out. If you get get yourself up on a counter, put your arms up, let your lower half hang, and you let that lower half hang. It'll separate out, and it'll help. Okay. If you feel it twinge, like you're like ooh, feel it, but not fully go. Stretch out. Stretch your back out. That's good. This just, is good to know. Just, hey, listen, that's what we're here for. We've been through it. We, so we, we want to talk about this all I, I did. Long. I did come here for medical counseling. <laughs> yeah, oh, good. Oh, Beyond yeah. anything else. Uh, listen, do you want to know what to do if your wife catches you smoking in the house? Uh, <laughs> if so, let me know. <laughs> uh, Colin also can tell you about when, you're, when your sack is um, red, sweaty, and irritated and what to do with that. So if you ever get oh, some sack yeah. problems, you know. No, I'm a gold bond man. He's a gold bond man, oh, yeah. yeah. It's all about prevention. I, it, it, right. you know, it's all about prevention. And I want, to, I want to help the younger generation so I don't have to go through what we've gone through. Work on your core. Pilates. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Work on it. Planks. You got to do it. Got to do it. That's the, the, the shitty thing is like the first two times I did it, it was exercising, trying to better <laughs> myself. It's exercising. And then yeah. it was going upstairs. Now I'm just like, this is just going to fucking happen. Anytime. This is going to be my thing now. My back is just going to go out. Second time, putting my pants on. Just 
just bent over, put right. my pants on, and boom, I was out. I was out for two weeks. Couldn't couldn't put barely walk. There's a great Louis C.K. routine where he talks about just this kind of thing, and he goes to the doctor, and he's got a problem with his elbow. The doctor's right. like, "Yeah, it's just like that now. <laughs> yeah, just, it's just the way it goes, man. It's just shitty. Yeah, it, it sucks. Um, but what doesn't suck is uh, we do a little we do uh, we do a little fantasy show um, afterwards. It's uh, it's called the Fantasy Life, and we like to we, we we talk about fantasy football. And that's you know I don't know if you're too into fantasy football. You play much? Brandon? I do play. Um, I only have one this year. Well, it's not even mine. I drafted. Weirdo. I drafted for my <laughs> so my. Weird. I drafted for my dad. Uh, I started playing a lot of FanDuel and all that oh, shit. Oh, okay. Good, good. But I uh, I haven't done that yet either. I just wanted, like we were talking about earlier, to watch that red zone this weekend and not have anything not worry on about any of not the games Not have anything either. on the line. Just right. to see what that not felt like Not be counting again. on Todd freaking Gurley. Right. Yeah, that's rough. I had nobody like to – no. I, there weren't any players – well, no, that's true. I was – I uh, my dad's team. I had Keenan Allen on there. That was like oh. my, one of my early picks. I was like, "This is gonna, this is gonna be great." <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, we lost pretty bad. Yeah, that's a bummer. You have a headlines to yard lines, I believe. I right? do. Do you want to do you want to right. get into it right now? Yeah, why oh, not? Let's, sure, let's break why not? it out. Colin's got a little thing where he can. Uh, I mean, I don't know he, if Scott's ready. Well, we can cool give him music. a little, we can get a little oh. bit of time. So, oh, there it is. Might as well get into it, right? Shuffle those papers, Dan, rather. <clears throat> so, just so Brandon understands, it's important to us to stay abreast of world events despite our immersion <clears throat> in the NFL and fantasy football. So, Headlines to Yardlines allows us to stay on top of what's happening in the world while receiving our, our football news and okay. fantasy advice. So, it goes something like this. Sunday marked the 15th anniversary of the attacks on September 11, 2001. And if Houston's Twin Towers, Brian Cushing and J.J. Watt, fall, it will lead to the plain demolition of the Texans' defense. It's kind of how <laughs> Gotcha. Some will say Reggie Bush did it. <laughs> the Pentagon said it has confirmed a U.S. airstrike killed ISIS's second-in-command, Ali Mahmoud al-Danani. But Colin Kaepernick remains the Niners' second-in-command. Kind of looks like he's in ISIS. <laughs> Thanks. A former fertility doctor who is accused of using his own sperm to impregnate at least eight patients is now facing felony charges. And the Browns find themselves in a sticky mess with Robert Griffin already <laughs> on injured reserve. Nice. Vladimir Putin claimed this week that President Barack Obama suffers from Russophobia. In the wake of comments Obama made about Donald Trump's relationship with the Russian leader. The Los Angeles Rams also have Russophobia this week as they face Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks in week two. The mass murder trial of a former SS medic who served at the Auschwitz death camp has gotten underway in Germany. Meanwhile, NFL team doctors are taking intense heat over failures to follow concussion protocol. You're welcome. A six-year-old Brooklyn boy suffered burns to his hands when his Samsung Galaxy Note exploded, family members say. And Antonio Brown really blew up on Monday. A father in Alberta, Canada, has been charged with incest and sexual exploitation for offenses allegedly committed against his own daughter. Also, Quarterback Jimmy Garofalo really came into his own in the Patriots' season opener at Arizona. Oh, 
That's yeah. head yard, headlines to yard lines. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. That was the one I was talking. Uh, that's about. good. It's yeah. pretty good. You got it, 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 to. It takes you a second though. It takes yeah. you a second to get the. Jimmy Garoppolo, handsome fella, isn't he? Oh my God! Is he challenging? He is, is he going to challenge Brady for the? I for, say no, but I'm more of a Sean Connery guy than I am. Uh, you gotcha. know, I like I like the hand that traditional handsome, the, the bald bearded handsome like myself. Yes, that's, thank <laughs> that you. Kind. Appreciate that. That's I mean, awesome. I, I think that's the Patriot sort of criteria for offensive players, right? Like white, good-looking guys. Yeah, would they yeah. have? Would they it's, have? Would they have had Kyle Orton and their team? Dude, they could no? make a hell of a gay porn. It, uh, they yeah. could. It would, yeah, it'd be the best. The I 2016 think. Patriots official team gay porn would be probably break sales records. Oh my God! Uh, Amendola and Edelman, Tom Brady, Gronk, Gronk, Gronk. You know he's a top. You're listing listing nothing but white guys. Well, uh, that's, uh, Martellus ben, Bennett's a good-looking man. I. That's true. Throw yeah, him yeah. in the mix. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think maybe the Patriots are racist. Put a little pepper in that salt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I said to Marcus Ware after the game, after the game on Thursday, and granted, I was a little, I was a little drunk at that point. Um, I was like, God, Marcus Ware is a handsome dude. Oh, yeah. Man. No, I've said that a lot of times. Yeah. I, to- I, I uh, told my wife, Jessica, I was like, He's, he looks like a, a movie star. Yeah. You know, or I, I said actor. And then, like, a couple minutes later, she's like, yeah, I could see, like, you seeing him in one of those, like, corporate commercials. Or I was like, no, I'm not, like, fucking movie star. <laughs> Denzel, bitch. Yeah, he's, he's got that, uh, I don't know, those teeth are so white. Like, like I don't know if you know, if you, if you watch Talib, Smile. Talib being the exact opposite, by if the you watch any of the If you watch any of the, the Marvel Netflix stuff, uh, Luke Cage is, is starting up here pretty soon. I don't know if you follow that at all. Luke Cage is a big, <sighs> Luke Cage is a big, strong black man. I think DeMarcus Ware could have played Luke Cage, and I, I think he'd would have done a much better job. Handsomer black Bronco, Demarcus Weir or Champ Bailey. Ooh. Oh, Champ Bailey. Yeah, Champ Bailey's very you can't touch. You know, him. you could have just said handsomer Bronco. That's true. You didn't. Yeah, you didn't you, have oh. to narrow it down. Yeah, 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 well, no, that, that's the conversation <laughs> right there. Champ Bailey looks like a like a pharaoh. Like he'd be painted on the wall of like and like inside a pyramid or something. He's, he's just beautiful. Beautiful. Who, who is that? Like one of the ugliest Broncos. Oh boy. Um, oh, what was his name? He's gone now. They had a they had a linebacker who just hit every limb <laughs> on the on the ugly tree. Yeah. Let's think about that. We got it. We got to get into the fourth quarter. We just we just blew through that. I know, blew through that already. Well, we're talking about oh, diapers. Maybe you did. We're talking about diapers and and uh, uh, Patriots. Gay We've porn. touched on a lot of We've, subjects we, so yeah, far. We have, and it's. It's time to touch on a few more, I think. So let's get into the fourth. We'll make sure we, we touch it all. Touch them all time in the fourth right after this. That's what Jerry Schimmel's tree says. Preacher pimps are going to split the scene with the communion wine stuck in their back pockets. Faggots won't be so funny then. And all the junkies will quit their nod and wake up when the revolution comes. When the revolution comes, transit cops will be crushed by the trains after losing their guns. And blood will run through the streets of Harlem, drowning anything without substance when the revolution comes. When the revolution comes. When the revolution, revolution comes. Revolution. When the revolution comes. I hope curly white teeth fall off the mouths that speak of revolution without reference. The cause of revolution is 300... Hello, Colorado. This is David Jaminski for Sporting Scooters. Where scooters come from? They can offer scooters for as little as $1,500 and sometimes lower case by case. What's the catch? 
Drum roll, please. If you don't scoot, you won't save. With many 50cc machines going over 100 miles to the gallon. And Sportique is Denver's exclusive dealership for the Made in America Gen Z electric scooter. They're local, and you can visit toll-free at 160 South Broadway. Tell them David Chemansky sent you. Sportique, where scooters come Check from. But it reminds me of, of some Misfits stuff in that uh, still trying to watch some of that footage. I want to watch that Misfits footage from the, the what you call it that happened. Yeah, still right. Seen it. Yeah. All right, so here's the deal with uh, this uh, the Ramones, right? I yeah. love the Ramones. Yep. 40 years ago this week, this album came out. The 40th wow. anniversary of this album. Jesus. Yeah, I saw that recently. I just it's saw amazing. something. There's a movie that they're kind of about a kid in London, and he meets Joe Strummer, and kind of inspires him to be into all this stuff. And that was that set 40 years ago, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I know. So it makes you feel old, right? Well, well I guess I considered I was a kid. More, I was more just more a little feel. kid then. I, I don't, that doesn't make me feel that old, but I guess it does. So yeah. everything makes me feel old. It's true. Everything makes me feel old. The you know what really makes me feel old. Is when I'm flipping around the radio dial, and I come on to oldie, the oldie station. It's uh, uh, what FM one zero four three, I believe. No, no, no. When no. they're playing Alice, one zero two three, one zero two three. No, they're playing no. Depeche Mode. And they're playing Madonna. A- I don't know. It's the only stations I know, Colin. Sports radio. Ah, uh, yeah, Depeche Mode's classic rock now. I know it blows me away. But then when you think about it, it makes sense because like. The oldie station, when I was a kid, was playing 1950s doo-wop stuff, and now the time frame to make that to qualify those songs as oldies is the same. I find it strange to hear Nirvana on classic rock stations. That, may, that was like the antithesis of classic rock, and now it's on that station. Yeah. How did that happen? Uh, things know. suck. That's what, that's what happened. That's, that's all you need to know. Things just suck. But you can't get too wrapped up in that. You can't you can't let that that bog you down. You gotta let it go. When your back starts going out on you, start getting a little gray hair, strange places. You gotta have the serenity. That's right. I think somebody on Periscope just said they think Colin smells terrible. <laughs> yeah, they're right. <laughs> yes, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't catch any sort of. Whips. I've, been at, I've been at work today. I've been smoking, drinking. I can't smell you. Actually, it smells good up here. Mm. Well, it's, I, I put a Febreze. Has anybody ever talked about the smell up here before? No. no. It uh, never really come up. Yeah, because which is there's good. no bad smell. Yeah, but we're, we're, we're a little farther away from each other. Now, right. 
back over there, we're a little closer, and then a, but down the street, we were really packed in there, and like so I'd fart, and the place just it wasn't cool. Yeah. It wasn't cool. <laughs> it wasn't. Cool. It was too tight in there, and then then there was a mouse running around, oh, and there was, was really there was bad. mouse shit, yeah. and yeah, it was we it wasn't good. Blow the shit off the board. Yeah, it was, it was really gross. This is a lot bad. more room. Yeah. This is like you know, this is like living in an apartment, and then and then getting a nice a nice house, and then just having room to spread out. Yeah, that's nice, man. It is nice in here. So it's lo- we're lounging. Um, just before we, we have to, you know, before we blow through it again and, and not have any time, um, I, d- I wanted to get back and just say that that Bronco game was great and their resiliency was what I was very impressed with. I, I really thought after the first half, I just kind of went, well, they lost this, this season's, this season's going to suck. It's over. And I thought, nah, big, you know, that's going to be a drag because they just, they just didn't look good. And then the second half happened and i really then i went you know what they can make this work when they tied the game up i was like are you fucking kidding me? i thought they can make this work this this might work and i was very i was very pleased did, did you like what you, did you like what you saw yes did you not like what you saw in the first half and then no, yeah i think i think you kind of nailed it on the head i think after the first half everybody was ready for a loss they were preparing themselves mentally, at least I was. And then because, I mean, I think the thing we missed in the first half was uh, the pass rush, um, yeah, which sets up there. Our, our shutdown secondary, right? So Kelvin Benjamin sort of had to field day that opening series. So um, you, you, ex- you expect the defense to come out and just pick up right where they left off. Yeah. But you kind of forget, like, most of the, the starters play a tiny bit during preseason. It's going to take a, a little bit for them to find some sort of rhythm. And then the offense had the three turnovers in the red zone, which just fucking killed any momentum they had. And when the third quarter, they did it again. That was when they threw that third pick there or whatever. It was just like, oh, man, I don't I wasn't ready to say there's going to be a terrible season at that point, because I think we knew that the Panthers were going to be a good team coming into that game. Um, But. When Gano was lining up for that field goal, I thought we were going to lose for sure. Absolutely. And I was, but I, but the the thing I was telling myself is, well, they came back. The defense started to play the way we got used to last year. There are a lot of positive things we can build on. Kind of like preparing sure. how to like spin that. And then he fucking misses, and everything is fine in Denver again for the team, right? And that was <laughs> that was personally a really weird moment for me because. My wife and kids avoid me during Broncos games, but for whatever reason, my wife, son, and and daughter were all sitting with me when Gano missed that field goal, and we all celebrated together. And, and then they really were sitting on the floor because you jumped around and knocked everyone off the. Off the <laughs> I made couch. a special point of not doing that because my <laughs> wife, while she was sitting with me, who she was really sitting with was a dying kitten. Oh, we're, that's we have awesome. fosters, and one of them is dying. Oh, that's She's pleasant. holding it to her heart, which is why she was downstairs in the first place, holding it there, and it died the following morning. Ah. So not good. Oh, that but for that good. reason, obviously, I did not jump around in excitement. I said, he missed it. Yes. Just like that. <laughs> and my wife looked at me and smiled. Oh, that's good. That's Do you good. have any good uh, kittens you need to get rid of? Uh, two of the four, one of them is back at DDFL now receiving medical care. The other one, one of them died. The other two are darling, absolutely quite darling and doing very well. Well, we may be in the market for a, another cat. So well, let's just keep in touch. Okay. There you go. Um, I just got a puppy and, uh, the two cats and very old dog that I have, uh, that is 16 years old are not happy. 
<laughs> they are, they're they like, are not screw you old they, man they are like they look at me and go like you fucking assholes what the fuck did you bring into this house and uh they are not pleased with what's going on you've got a crowded house it's a pretty crowded house now yeah do you got some crowded house on there you can play <laughs> it's, it seems apropos though doesn't it um yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Whoa! I just hit myself with the I, mic. I want to spend a little bit of time before we get out of here, getting to know Brandon Perna a little bit. I mean, Brandon, tell us, uh, you know, about kind of who you are and what your background is and what you're what you're doing in the Denver media market right now. Well, I want to know yep. because you 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 expertly uh, make these videos. I kind of want to know how you got. To, it's always fascinating to me. I, I love, you know, video and I made movies as a kid and it's something I always wanted to do, but I've never had like a computer good enough to run the software. So I kind of want to know like how you got into that. You got to have a good computer. You got to have a good all. computer. Yeah. That's that's and, yeah. and interestingly to tag on to what John just said. My son, who is currently 15, is interested in video production. He's building a PC that's specifically the way to do it. for video. That's, the way to, that's what I have. I didn't build it. I had to have my friend do it because I'm not smart enough, but. It'll it'll save him a lot of money if he can build his own shit, and that's what he's doing. Yeah. So, so that all of that said, my, right. my, he is directly. I mean, it, directly in the path of what you're doing is exactly what he wants to well, do. So, if uh, if you want your son to possibly get his career started editing porn, then uh, <laughs> this is a good path to go down. You started in that. A little that bit. was my first editing job. Yeah, I went to school for video production, so I have a degree in that from the Art and, Institute and he here has in looked Denver, at the right? Art Institute already. And, and uh, they they do have a good video program. Um, and if he knows that's what he wants to do, it's a great place to go. If you're thinking about changing, I would not recommend going there because if you want to switch to something completely different, you're kind of fucked. Uh, but their career advisor got me a job uh, in Boulder, uh, cutting porn, not softcore. We're talking hardcore, real porn. stuff, real stuff. There are m- multiple ratings for porn. If you didn't know, no, tell You've us. You got single X, double X, double XE, triple X, hard R's. Uh, they all have different regulations of what you can and can't show. Um, so I've been wait, doing. Wait, 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 really? Oh like, yeah, wait, for, I... for broadcast. That's for broadcast. Like broadcast. The internet's the wild west. You okay, can do whatever the fuck say. you want on the internet. But isn't it all internet at this point? I, no, I would imagine. There's, well. I w- you got I was doing that almost ten years ago. So, well, yeah, ten years ago, two thousand six. So, so you're talking like Skinamax and, and no, you're talking about the the pay per view shit that oh, you buy, okay, right, gotcha. and stuff you buy in hotels. Okay, that's sure. what we were cutting, and then you cut. They make trailers for it. I cut the trailers, the promos. Which is weird as it sounds. Like I learned so a lot about editing. Then you have seen a lot. Of I have penises. seen more than you can care for, <laughs> and I can tell you, uh, the moment I actually knew I wasn't gay was when I cut my first <laughs> gay porn. Just was like, you know, that's that's not for me. It's not my bag. It's not for me. <laughs> yeah, that and you know, I didn't have to try it to find out, which I always think is a blessing. That's good. More um, people should maybe go that route. Just say, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna edit right. this if for, you, for if eight you're hours. Curious. <laughs> edit this gay porn. You don't have to. You can just watch it. And see what happens to my wiener. Yeah. Um, But then, you know, I moved to California, and I did real video work for quite a while before I moved back here. And I started doing, like, the Bronco shit just in my spare time because I was working with all these YouTubers making just tons of fucking money on on making that YouTube money, you know, just so <laughs> much of that YouTube money. <laughs> Love that but YouTube money. They uh, they got into it at a time where it was you got really some free Axe body spray. <laughs> <which is laughs> so only. much like so much Axe sponsorships. 
and in makeup from all the beauty tutorials that were you know gaining tons of traction, which you probably don't know about, but you know a lot of those beauty they're girls, out there. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, I was like, hey, I could I could fucking make some videos, uh, and then I was like, but what do I talk about? So. The only thing I could like see we myself. We had the same coming. experience. We're gonna right. do a podcast, but about what? Yeah. The only thing I could see is like after editing or you know shooting video all day and then coming home and making an extra effort to do more of that was like I better talk about something I like. Well, that's what I was gonna ask you. Like you know this everyone's got, everyone here has jobs, so I get home and I'm like shit. I could I could write about the Broncos, but I'm so exhausted. I don't right. care now. How do you how do you go from a, a you know an editing bay to making your own thing? Obviously, it's something that you you like you enjoy the Broncos. It's you on camera doing it. It's a little hard though to kind of get that energy. Isn't yeah, it? no, it was really hard for uh, for a while in LA. I was uh, but I was freelance, so I could kind of make my own schedule. I could work it in, and the work in Los Angeles was really good. Like you could take a job for two weeks. I was going to pay you a decent amount of money every sure. day and then you don't have to work for a week or two weeks before you take your next gig out here. It's a little different. And when I moved back here, um, if you watch my channel, I talk about living in my parents' basement quite a bit. And we, my fiance and I did live there for a year and a half. And I basically just tried to pour every, all of my energy into doing my own shit. So I wasn't working. I sure. wasn't making any money doing anything, you know, on a day to day basis until, uh, recently when it kind of all came together where, you know, at BSN, I'm able to do sports videos every day for, for the website. And then I'm also able to do my own shit because it all kind of works together. I can write something that might work for, for both outlets or whatever, but, um, and, I and still I, I am not the making the money I, I thought I would be. Oh, sure. of course not. <laughs> of course not. That's I, and, and I tried doing the same thing for Brandon with, where I would maintain my own thing and I would do some stuff for him. And the problem I ran into was that with the access that BSN has. Well, that's and not rehash The relationship they that's have with the team. Well, it's I hard because it. you can't say whatever you want to say. No, exactly. Um, and can't say John Elway's an alcoholic. Right. And publish that on BSN. Right. You, you, Which he is. You run into so a different I. thing. <laughs> um, but it was like when, when I was in California, like these guys were making like forty or $50,000 a month. You know what I mean? Doing this shit because they built audiences overnight almost on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm going to do that too. So, so which guys and what were they doing? Uh I worked for a company called Maker Studios, which is now owned by Disney. So when I was there, it was like uh, the show I worked on, which don't ever watch it because it was a piece of shit, but uh, it was called Equals 3. Uh, at the time, it was like the most subscribed to YouTube channel. And the guy that hosted it, his name was Ray William Johnson. It was just like a viral review show, just like three viral videos, and he would talk about them. Uh, so there was epic rap battles. Uh, yeah, which were yeah. actually pretty good. Like we did those. Um, I mostly did a bunch of like grunt work for that show. My, my kids both are addicted to this. Yeah. Tobuscus. Oh. Tobuscus has got I don't know how that, many million. That guy's a a, a a drug addict and a rapist. So <laughs> really, yeah. Right. yeah. Toby Turner. My daughter loves him. Toby so. Turner, right? Tobuscus, I don't know. Tobuscus. Yeah. Yeah, no, he he worked with us too for a while. Uh, it turns out he's just a giant piece of shit. So wow, that's, that's probably that's, that's probably that. fairly normal with that. He does Minecraft videos, right? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, the whole the vi- bit. video games are basically like the the biggest thing now uh, on YouTube and the biggest generators of income. That's all my kid watches. He watches other people play video games. Yeah. I know. Isn't it's that hard weird? for us to understand. My son very... did that shit too. He would sit for hours 
at his computer watching other people play video games. I was like, why don't you play a video game yourself? I, it hey, makes no that's sense. old school. Th- that's old school thing. But, that's but like, hey, that's why don't you get out and go play hockey instead of watching it on TV? Why buddy? don't you play video games instead of watching? Yeah, play video yeah, games. Go play that, some video games. Damn it. My daughter, who is nine, will cackle. And la- I mean, literally laugh out loud for an hour and a half solid watching the yeah. Sabuska. Well, you know, we would watch, what was it, uh, Mystery Science, Science Theater, Theater 3000? 3000. I mean, it's we, coming we would, back. So it's same kind of concept is these guys are cracking jokes while they're playing video yeah, games and saying that's things. True, and, and that's true. But <laughs> like the guys playing video games aren't even really making jokes. They're, they're just talking yeah, in weird suck. voices yeah. and yelling all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Zach Sheely. Exactly. Ah! Hey, let's get back to the porn. Right. <laughs> When they're filming a porn, they probably got what? How many cameras? Well, well, How many let's, cameras let's, they got going? Let's uh, let's clarify. Like I was never on set filming. Anything. No, no, no. Okay, no, I'm just asking you. Oh, you were in the edit bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm just in, editing. You're editing. So when they when they're giving you when they give you the footage, how many cameras have they used in the, in a you, typical scene? Usually they just use one, just one camera. Yeah. So how unless you, it's like a high budget thing, like some sort so, of digital playground production. But how are you, how are you editing production. that? Are you taking stuff out? Are you are you trimming it down? Well, I mean, okay. So the when the part it, where she bleeds, the part where he farts. <laughs> yeah, you do. You got to remove that shit. Uh, and the, farts. In, in Boulder, they were just recycling already produced content. So okay. we were conforming it for the different rating standards ah, I when I started. Then, so you'd have to take out a certain act or a right, certain thing. Right. So only you'd have to certain, show the cock approaching the butthole, stop, and then watch the... Right. And you can only, you can only, show, you can only show the, the butthole stuff in a triple X. So anything else, I guess, cut out. Wow. Um, so but then have, I moved to promotion. He cut out right? the butthole. Okay. So then I cut the trailers for the films, okay. which is way more fun. Sure. Oh, yeah. But do you, do you have like a, like a, a quarterback's wristband, and you're like, okay, uh, this one, I got to take the butthole out, and you got to read off your wrist? I needed the- a quarterback wristband. They should <laughs> hand those. It was like a jo- – I, I, I just moved, and I was going that through a bunch of – you could be of- jacking off <laughs> and check your references. Yeah, he can't work the mouse then, so – I, I was cleaning out a bunch of papers and shredding a bunch of shit, and I found the, the rating standard uh-huh. paper because I saved it because it's really funny if you just read through it, right? And I found – because I almost got fired from that job because I, uh, I, I found my disciplinary, like, write-up because I accidentally emailed the entire company – I responded to an HR email with a picture of me just flipping everybody <laughs> off because I thought I was responding to a different email chain at work one night. Ah, yeah. So I found that stuff. So I saved all that shit because yeah. it is really bizarre. Like, if you work there for a while, you become completely desensitized to it, right? Yeah, oh, sure. But then you get away from it for a while, and then I'm like, oh, I'm glad I saved this because this is, this is a weird thing to go through. Um, Double X E, you know what I mean? Like you can show cum shots, but you can't show anal type wow. wording. Very specific things too, you know what I mean? Wish we'd let off with this. This would have been- can go in her eyelash, <laughs> but not in her butt. Well, this is great. Uh, well, Brandon, you're gonna have to come back um, sometime soon and, and keep back. talking, talking and, uh, about to this. explain to you guys why Brandon, why I can't to- find any work <laughs> anywhere. You're ever. gonna have to come on my back sometime. Look at look at look at. 
I, I think this this just proves that you're a you're a veteran and you and you've you've been through the you've been through the fires and now you're you're ready to do some some great sports content. You're, right. you're ready to take that on. You know, look if you can cut porn, you can work in sports. Absolutely, right? there you go. So it's kind of the same. No, it's, it's good stuff. No, one, um, one last thing, John. Yeah, I'm very yeah. upset. I, I I found out today that NFLShop.com is no longer shipping. Jerseys with Harambe. I on saw the back. that. Yeah. So that that really bummed me out. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, they they also. I mean, that's out, a keeper, right? They, they I mean, also. Stopped, I, I'm not going to buy a Simeon jersey. They, I don't know when he's going to be gone. They also stopped selling the the Ron Mexico Atlanta Falcons jersey too. You remember that? Bummer. Yeah. They they they. Some people got the Mexico Falcons jersey with Vic's number. Now but, that I can see why the NFL would want to curtail that. Why curtail Harambe? Come on. I don't know. I, it makes who, no who sense knows? to me. I mean, what? Who knows about any of that shit? I mean, so. Colin Kaepernick's the highest selling jersey. That's know. true. Uh, well, let's get Brandon out of here. He's got he's got a little bit of a drive ahead of him. We don't want to keep him too late, but uh, definitely come back. We, we I will. Loved, we loved having you. It was it was good stuff. The two day notice worked perfect. Is it? Yeah, I figured. You know? I was like, I was like, I'm going to get a hold of him and way early, way, way early, early. like two days. double as long. Yeah, as, I thought, as I'm going to do this. So, and it, it's not because like. I'm really important. It's just because I wait to do all my shit until oh, the evenings. Absolutely. So I'm like, oh no, I yeah, you're, I'm sure you're a day behind now. Yeah, already. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's that's why we appreciate you coming in. So, well, you know where to find him. You're you're just Brandon Perna on Twitter, correct? Right. And uh, at BSN, he's doing everything over there. That's good. Broncos. You can find him. Uh, he does great. Well, he does the Lord's work. I like to say. <laughs> That's what I like to say about it. If so, the Lord were an atheist. <laughs> if the Lord were an atheist, this is, this is what he'd be doing. So, no, we appreciate you coming in. Uh, we, we're glad to finally have you on here because you're, you're, you're a talent. I think, and I think we, the Lord probably is, ironically. Absolutely. So we, we're, we're happy to have you on finally. We'll it's talk about pleasure. that next show. But maybe right. he'd be more of a narcissist, wouldn't he? I think he's an atheist. I don't know. That's what good, if God was one of us? That's what that's what I like to ask. You know, I like to sing it sometimes. So, Just Brandon, thank you. Like one of us? Yes, that's it. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, been, thanks for having me. It's been good times. Uh, South Stands Denver Fancast. Uh, hopefully, we'll be coming at you next week with another Broncos victory and another lacerated kidney for Andrew Luck. Until <laughs> then, adios. We love you, Denver.